podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Roden Podcast. Stay tuned to hear all things LFC. Mella, lovely cushion header for Gerard! Oh, you beauty! What a headshot! What a hit! Liverpool 3-0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Yeah! Yeah! Salah took it, rolled it up here for Nunez to win it! The Liverbird soars! Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast special with Eric Meyer. Eric is a former Red signed by Gerard Houllier back in 1999. He's a cult hero among Liverpool fans for his famous words of I'm big, I'm red, I'm off my fucking head, Eric Meyer in Dortmund Square. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, how's things over in Germany since the news of Klopp? Uh, yeah, everybody is a little bit uh, um, nervous because what's going to happen? So it's um, if a small ball starts rolling and one manager says, I'm going to leave a top club, then other managers think they can step into this uh, big feat of fury and that it's going to be a, a snowball, huh? Yeah, it's, it seems that way in terms of you've got obviously Thomas Tuchel and um, now Goldblum. Do you see any of them as a good fit for Liverpool or do you think they're just sort of, let's say, dangling the carrot to see if it's available? I'm all, I was more thinking about uh, Alonso. Yeah. Uh, my former club, uh, Leverkusen, he is doing an unbelievable good job there. He has a lot of young players and took some experienced players in, like Chaka, for example. And uh, he has a fantastic mixture of players there, and he plays very sexy football. Yeah, I think, listen, I, I'm a massive fan of Xabi Alonso, and we all are as Liverpool supporters. For what he has done for this club, yeah. he's part of he's part of history, um, and he's had an unbelievable career. He's yeah. very well respected. He's won everything. Um, how do you see that translating into English football? Now you say he plays sexy football, and that is exactly what we want to see as Liverpool fans. That's why I think he fits. Okay, that's why I think, and he's still a young manager. He just did the under twenty three uh, in Spain before he came to uh, before he came to Leverkusen, and Simon Rolfes, uh, the technical director of Leverkusen, gave him the chance because he believes in his uh, his way he thinks about how to play football, um, and he saw that he has a team that plays very technical pressure football and um, and control. It's with very uh, technical players. And uh, he thought, well, it could be fit him very well with uh, the guy that Alonso is. He's not a big speaker, but his body language is so strong that I think as a as a player on the pitch, he will give you the example how to play a, a good long ball or how to play the ball on the left or on the right foot. And if he does that, you just say, oh, Okay, good. I still have a lot. <laughs> so, what did you what did you make of the news? First of all, obviously we've just touched on it briefly, but yeah, 
Um, when the news did come out about Jurgen Klopp deciding to leave the club at the end of the season, did Germany stand still as much as Liverpool did? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nobody expected this because you see Liverpool in the leading position. Uh, you always see Jurgen at a press conference or or wherever he, he's, you see him. It's full of energy. He's he's always very uh, clean in his head. And uh, then this message comes. So that was a thunderstroke, uh, clear sky. It was unbelievable. It was uh, shocking. Yeah, shocking. But when you think about it, you think, well, yeah, he's also just a man. Yeah. And do you see that Germany job being available for Jürgen when he's ready? That could be a job that would fit to him. Um, the only thing that's different is that he's not on the pitch every day. You just have your players now and then. And I don't, don't know if he's the guy to do it that way. I see him as a coach whose motivation is is on a, on a different level. And he gets into the head of the boys because he sees them every day. And he gives them a kick in the ass. And he and he and he gives him a shoulder, and I think that mixture makes him so special. Yeah, that's what, and let's say concerns me because obviously I don't want him to manage a big rival, and I also don't want him to manage a top club. But he will, because no doubt about it, we will meet in the Champions League at some point. Um, I just don't see him fit in the Germany the Germany role because of how hands on he is. Yeah. That's that's my opinion also. So, uh, but he was very clear in his his words that he said no English club anymore, and uh, maybe the next year nothing. So uh, after the European Championship, we will see. But uh, what his decision will be, and uh, but wow, what a what an interview that was, and how controlled he was. You, you saw this emotion. But it yeah. was not too much. Yeah. It was not too cool. It was spot on. And because I think it's spot on because it's from the heart. Yeah. He, he realized he has a certain position in Liverpool that everybody says, wow, he is our leader. He's the leader of our ship. And when he says we go uh, to the east, we go to the east and everybody will follow. That's a strong yeah. position. And that's also a position so you get, are in charge and you can decide, oh, oh this is the moment I uh, lose energy. I'm not the, the one I used to be when I step in the morning into my car and, and drive to, uh, to Melwood. Uh, I'm a different one. I feel different. Or my wife says to me, mm, Jürgen, it's not the Jürgen that I know. Yeah. yeah. We listen. We're all devastated. We are, and I don't think there was a um, there was a dry eye in Liverpool on Friday. Let's just put it that way, and probably still not today. <laughs> um, but in terms of the next step, then obviously we've spoke about Jabby. Um, what message do you have for anyone who thinks it could be too soon for Jabby Alonso to be the Liverpool manager? Liverpool, uh, Leverkusen. Um... We had the same discussions over there. Okay. 
he came in and everybody said, well, he never had a big team. He never coached uh, a decent senior team. He's number one in the league. He hasn't lost a match this season. Not in Europe, not in the cup, not in the league. What more impression do you have to make? There's nothing yeah. more. It's the only team in Europe that hasn't lost. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And on that level, uh, with Bayern Munich in the same competition, that's not a normal thing. No, so, his, his recruitment as well, that, that's what really impressed me, the players that he has brought in. When he signed um, Xhaka from Arsenal, there was eyebrows raised. Why would he go there? Or why does Alonso want him at Leverkusen? He's been a surprise as well. Yeah, yeah. But Leverkusen, the last couple of years, they already had a very good team. Mm -hmm. But they were very young. Mm -hmm. And they somehow they lost games because they didn't have the experience you also need. Real Madrid has Kroos and Modric for years. And that's experience. You can buy good players, but you cannot buy an experience. You have to learn it as a young player. You get better and better. Like Wirtz is unbelievable. I think he's yeah. the best in Germany at the moment. Best young player. If you put an experienced player behind him, like Chaka, who also tells him, oh, you have to defend this and there, and gives him some small information, you make him better. And I think that was the small things that were missing in the, the whole uh, schedule of the whole uh, thing of, uh, of Leverkusen. And they came in, and it started working from the beginning. And Xavi had a clear way of how he wanted to play. Three center defenders in the back, running backs on both sides, uh, two sitting number sixes, uh, one defensive midfielders, and a lot of quality uh, to the front with players who are able to, to love the ball. And... Uh, Hoffman from uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who also came over uh, with a lot of experience, and Chaka, they they made the difference. They made the difference. And body phase, okay, you you need a bit a little bit of luck to to get a young striker in, and body phase was marvelous the first couple of months. Unfortunately, he has an injury now. Do you see Leverkusen dropping off at any point, or do you see that consistency being there because of? Levels that Xabi is demanding. Uh, they are, the, the only thing they have is that it's an Africa Cup now. Yeah. So they miss their defense. They miss their normal structure. They miss the normal passes from A to B to C. Uh, other players come in with different qualities. So you see a little different kind of football. And they, yeah, last weekend, they, they dropped points. Um, but still, they haven't lost the game. Uh, I think the 10th of February. It's uh, Leverkusen by Munich. Oof. Yeah, that's that's the big game. If you can beat Bayern there, I think it's a knockout. Then you you go on. And I hope that most of the uh, players from Africa Cup I will be back then. Yeah, for Leverkusen. Yeah, that's a huge game. Huge, huge game. That's a huge game. Yes, that's a big one. And in in Munich they played two two. They played very well, and uh, it just was a draw. Do we think 
what's what's your opinion on that then? Obviously this is this is gonna go out before that game. Well how do you see that going? Um I think at the moment Leverkusen is better as Bayern Munich. The Munich also has problems to find solutions with teams who stand well or defend well in the last uh, third of the pitch. Um, I saw it last weekend against uh, uh, Augsburg. Mm-hmm. They had big problems. Zane uh, is not in a good, good form at the moment. And he's the one who makes the difference. Yeah. And Harry Kane is available, is always there and in, in the box. That's that's his working space. But he needs people who deliver him. Mm-hmm. And if you get nothing, nothing, no food, you cannot score. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a there's a technical director linked with Liverpool. Um, I don't know if you know much about him. Tim Steiton is his name. He's West yeah. Ham's current um, technical director. He's linked with the sporting director role at Liverpool. Yeah, I, I saw it on the news here. Yeah. Do you know much about him and what he will oh, be I don't potentially? Know about him. So um, I can't give you any information about that. Sorry. <laughs> It's fine. I had to ask. But how are you happy with the work that Jurgen Klopp did? Colombo. Yes, short periods, just two transfer uh, periods. He brought in a, a complete midfield that we needed at the time, and I think if you look at every midfielder that we've signed, even the Endo, you will look at that and say that was a surprise signing. But I think every single one of them brings something different that we needed. So yeah. I think short but sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What yeah, What's I, the opinion in Germany of your smacker? Yeah, is he special? He's uh, grummy a little bit, but uh, but he knows how to pick the right players to make a good team. <laughs> Maybe not six high quality players, but six players for a decent price who you can develop. And he know that Jürgen is a coach that develops players. They come in on this level and he brings them to this level. And that makes the difference. When you when you see, in the, uh, let's talk about Shaboslai then. So obviously had a brilliant, brilliant time over in Germany. When you seen that he was linked with Liverpool, what did you think at that time? First I thought, good for the boy. <laughs> what a chance to prove yourself at Liverpool. Um, but as, as, I saw him as a very um, intelligent and a very uh, keen player at the Bundesliga. So uh, if you can do it on that level at uh, at Leipzig, also in the Champions League, and those games he performed very well. He was one of the better ones. Then you fit in a team that even has better players. Some players, they... Um, I'm sure I say that they get better very quick because they have better players around themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the level. up. And good players see good players because they play the ball to the good player because they want to win the match. And he can hit the ball, can't he? (laughs) What a clean strike he has. Yeah, really. I hope he gets to his level he had uh, one and a half, two months ago. And yeah, he likewise, he ran out of energy and uh, got injured. Unfortunately, I think he he should have shouldn't have played that match. 
I saw him limping off and oh, you, you, that's not good. That's not good. Well, I think with him, because of how good he was when he came in the door, he had to play. But the problem he had was he was playing every single game, every single minute. Yeah. You could see that his performances were slowly dipping just due to the demands on his body, I assume. Yeah. I, re- I remember, okay, it's a long time ago, but I still remember that you have to adapt to the tempo in the, in the Premier League. Bundesliga is, is good tempo, good technical skills, but also have periods in the game where it's calm. The Premier League is much more demanding. Mm-hmm. It's much more for the hands, it's much more for the body. And then you want to show yourself also. Then you you go over the limit. It's normal. And you get yeah. used to it. You have to get used to that. Most players need one season and they are better in the second season. Have you been surprised with Wataru Endo, Endo how he is oh, yeah. say, settled in? Yeah. He was good at Stuttgart. He was one of the leading uh, players in the team. And I thought, okay, Liverpool, that's a good chance for him. And he's a player that can make a team better by... You don't see him that much. Yeah. So somebody has to do the dirty work. And he does the dirty work. And he, he doesn't matter. He's the, yeah. He don't he doesn't want to be in the newspaper on Monday morning. He just wants been... to be in the first eleven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been such a pleasant surprise. Um obviously you know we were linked with Moises Caicedo on the transfer yeah. deadline day and we were all obviously wow, hundred and ten million Liverpool, this doesn't happen. And then Enzo comes in at such a short price. You then have Twitter people like this. Um but I, I must say, what a signing and what a surprise signing he's been. Yeah, brilliant work. Very smart, and uh, you know those Japanese—they know exactly uh, what a manager asks from them. And if you if you tell them do this and this, they do this and this. Yeah, and that's special. That's an attitude. That's Endo has this attitude, and he knows. Okay, there are better footballers in front of me. Play the ball to them. Let them finish it off. I'm behind them and I fix my job. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I want to talk to you just, I'll finish it briefly with, a, let's say, your move to Liverpool. Um, 99. Um, yeah. I think a long time ago now. Um, how did that come about for you then? So when did you find out you was coming to Liverpool, first of all, and how did you react? Yeah, first I played three years at Leverkusen. And then that year we played Champions League. And it went well. I played on most of the matches. And then I got a phone call of Shera Olier, who just had one line, do you want to play for Liverpool FC? And as a Liverpool fan from, from kid on, um, that was not a question. I didn't need to answer that. I just uh, had an appointment with him on the airport in Brussels. I went over, I shake his hand and I said, I'm coming. And I haven't spoke about money or how long. And I just want want to, to be at Liverpool. I want to see how good I am. I want to see where my highest level is. And I came into a team with Robbie Fowler, Aaron Eski, and um, and Michael Owen. And I knew that it's gonna be a battle for me. I'm, I'm the smallest name in this in this. And I gave it everything, and those guys were better. And then you have to leave, because on that level, you have to be very good. And I was not good enough. So, 
don't know where is that it, is it hard to accept that um yes that's very honest that and it hurts because till then it always went up and then you have competition around yourselves so players who have more more uh, goals behind their name and i didn't i didn't score in my first five six matches uh if if I had that little bit of luck or, I don't know, quality, uh, I don't know what it was, but uh, maybe it would have been different. But now it ended up like this, and uh, it was a great experience to be there. It was a great experience to be number 13, 14, or 17, and give it everything uh, the minutes I got. And um, I'm now 54, and I'm very, very proud that I made that step to Liverpool. That's really good, and I think, like you said, maybe it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Well, it, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but I think if you were to ask, let's say, fans and my generation and beforehand about you, we knew you give everything, and we knew you was a crazy man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I want to win, always. If it is Monopoly or chess or uh, around the badminton, I want to win even against my sister or my wife. I hate losing. And if I'm there at the biggest club in the world, for me, maybe not for a Spanish guy, but for me it is, um, that I want to give it everything. By the way, as a professional football player, you get well paid for it. So it's normal to give everything. Yeah, you're very right with that one. Um, I've got a memory of you and... You've spoke about this before, and I think every Liverpool fan probably has the same memory. Um, I was 10 years old, and I go to the West Valley Stadium for Alaves. And Dortmund Square was a really good time in my life. <laughs> Unfortunately, I couldn't drink beer at this age. <laughs> but I can tell you someone who did, and you had a good time. <laughs> I had a really good time. Um, but I was injured. I had uh, I ripped off three ligaments of my right ankle. So I was doing a rehab and I was there with a physiotherapist and my two best friends. Uh, I organized four tickets uh, by Sander Westerveld. And uh, we went to Dortmund. I said, well, let's go a little bit earlier. Uh, maybe we can drink a beer in town. And uh, we did. We went with the Straßenbahn, with the tram. We went to the to the square, we came up to the square, and my friends didn't just wear my my shirt. Eric Mayan, number eighteen on the back, and one of the guys went to the to the bar to order a beer, and one of the scouts just came, "Hey mate, where you get that shirt from?" <laughs> and he just turned around with four beers in his hand, and he pointed to me and said, "Eric, and he's there." Yeah, from that moment on, my my wall absolutely changed. I had to sing, I had to drink beer, I had to go on photos. Uh, and then that final, 5-4, in that stadium, that was a special day. I, um, wow. Wanna go tell my wife, but it was better than my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a song that you sung, I'm Big, I'm Red. Finish it off for me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, it was that is that's unbelievable. Goosebumps all over, and uh, 
It's special when you are a fan of a club and you may play for that club. You may wear that shirt. Yeah, and I think once not many players will have that feeling. Maybe Thomas Müller at Bayern München. But not that many because you, you start somewhere that it develops to something. I didn't know that I was going to be a professional football player. I just started playing football because my father did it. Mm-hmm. And at the end, uh, I end up with 18 years of professional football. And now I'm still in the football business. I'm analyzing at Sky every Saturday with Didi Hama. And it's a lot of fun, the two of us. He's uh, he's doing the, the long talks and I'm there for the analysis and uh, the small talks between. And it's a good it's a good mixture. Yeah. He's a he's a good man there, Dean, I think. Yeah, at least. Not, he's he's other he's other I don't really know how to say it, but he hasn't had a good experience with Jürgen has he over the last few years. And it may be as it may be it's diminished his perception from Liverpool fans, which I really don't want to see because obviously He's part of our history as well. He, he was such a huge player in helping us win that Champions League and, and many more games. Um, I wonder if that relationship will get any better now Jürgen's on his way. Oh, yes. I, 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 yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Why not? I, I, I didn't know it was that bad. Um, Didi is very honest. If he if it doesn't fit in his uh, thing, then he he will tell it. But he also tells those things about Bayern Munich or the national team. Or he's straight. Then I like it. I like the way he is. Oh, and, and you cannot be friends with everybody. <laughs> no, no, it's it's that's entirely right. And I think when I say it, at the point it is, Liverpool fans obviously love Diddy. Um, and I think just the frostiness between Jürgen and Diddy has obviously raised eyebrows with Liverpool fans. But yeah. again, you know what Scousers are like. We're very straight to the point, very direct. So yeah, that's why I appreciate those fans. That's why I like it. Also, we Dutch are more or less the same. Yeah, if it's shite, we say it's shite. But uh, that's it, and there's no nothing else. So uh, why should I lie? Yeah. And if somebody asked me to analyze a match, I showed him what I saw. And if it's negative, then then I have to show it. Oops. I like to show positive things, but if it's negative, I, I do it. It's my job. Oh, definitely. And I think Sky in, Sky in England gets, gets eyebrows raised upon sometimes with Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher. Because sometimes Jamie Carragher's overcritical of Liverpool, maybe too much, we'd say. Yeah, that's the same with Didi Ginner about Bayern Munich. I think okay. you're very critical on things that you love. Yeah, very right. Very right. Uh, you got plans for the Chelsea game tonight? Uh, couch. Couch it. Watch. And then uh, hope. <laughs> I'm I'm failed for me. I'm, I'm hoping it's a good night. Oh, I hope too. Yeah, yeah. I hope too. Yeah. Yeah, we could be a, could be a happy ending. Uh, at the end of May, with uh, still four titans, uh, we can uh, we can grab. So um, let's make it a very nice uh, Jurgen finish, and then it will be very very difficult for the one who's coming. Now I know, I know, I know. And Eddie, thanks. At our big shoes, you have to step in. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, if it is Abby Alonso, I wish him all the luck in the world because as a Liverpool fan. 
we love I've, he's an adopted scouser like he is all are the ones who wore that red shirt um, when he when he comes and if he comes and if it is Zabi Alonso then you know I pray to God it works out for him because I look at ex-players coming into the clubs that the fans love and yeah. it's so difficult isn't it yeah but I, I, I see Alonso also because the you, you don't want to mix up the squad again yeah. Uh, the players who are now at Liverpool, they also fit in the system that Alonso uh, likes to play. Oh. So it doesn't make a big difference. You need players who are love to be on ball control, uh, who are technical at a very high level, who can play football in very small spaces, um, and who are very dominant. Um, I think those players are already at Liverpool. Maybe you can fine-tune it later to the left or to the right, but uh, most of the players are already there. And also, what would you say the odds are on Zabi being the next manager then? Would you say it's nailed on? Yeah, that will be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> right, Eric, I will leave you to it. Um, thank you very much for today, and thanks for coming back to me and being as honest as you have been, and it's been great to have you on. It Honestly, it, it means a lot. And when we see us at Liverpool, let's grab it line. Definitely. Nice one. All the best. Thanks to everyone for listening in to today's podcast. And thank you to our amazing guests. Without them, this wouldn't be possible. Don't forget to follow us on social media, twitter.com forward slash the road end pod. And on Instagram, Instagram slash the road end pod.